Swing it up out on the streets. Got speed and strength, became a hero. Too many times I came close to dying. Just a man and his will to survive. Yesterday I was Peter Parker. Now today a wall crawler. I just know that they won't understand. And the love of my life, Mary Jane, is the eyes of the spider. Yeah, he bit me today. Now I have radioactive power. Now I must save civilians because it's my right. New York has never been safer. Eyes of the spider. Episode 184 for July 2012. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. And an example on this episode is on Venom number 24. In this one we meet Hell Venom. Evidently Flash attempts to get his soul back from Damien Hellstrom. And the cover price for the book is $2.99. Mail order has it for just a buck eighty-five, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang. We start with this show with a question from Spider Venom, aimed at Donovan, about the Crawl Space's coverage of the San Diego Comic-Con. Donovan, how excited are you for Comic-Con next month, and hope to see you guys there. You guys met Spider Venom there? Uh, no. <laughs> well, uh, okay. We will this time. We'll find out his, his, his real identity and reveal it to the world. No, I'm really excited. I mean, it's, it sucks because uh, Zach's not going to be there. Um, Stella and myself and I are really the only ones, besides Eddie, because Eddie's going to be there, but like, I, our, our, our numbers are down this year, but it'll, it'll be fun to see. For Tony, you're not going? I'm going. I... Oh, okay. Did I say you? No, I thought I... no you, you didn't say Bertone. Oh, yeah, you it, said it, Stella, Stella and you and who else? It's me, Stella, and Josh. We're, we're going to be like, you know, hanging together. like the Oh, Josh. Acts. Okay. And, um, cool. You know. And, and uh, we'll have updates on the front page like we did last year. Surely will. Yeah, hopefully cool. there'll be news this year. There wasn't anything last year. 2010, there was a lot of news. 2011, not so much. Hey, guys, excited about hashtag? Well, let's talk about Punisher. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There there, there were some Uh, good interviews, though, uh, with Flash. And we had some good voice interviews with uh, Sarah Ballantyne and all the other voice actors. That was fun. TNR 105 from a location reading a shitty comic. Uh, ah, we got up another porn question for our expert, George. So, George, Avengers Triple X was released recently, and Spidey was featured, and Spider-Man vs. Superman Triple X is coming soon. When can, we, when can we expect your next review? <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know. Is Spider-Man in the Avengers one? Yeah. Oh, I saw nice. the trailer. He, he's the same actor. Uh, yeah. i got to review that one. And Spider-Man vs. Superman. You don't have to. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to. No one's holding, Yeah, you don't have to, but by God, I George, the there's... I mean, the, the, the last they're one was... Still, they're still talking about it. People love that thing. Thomas Mattis really allowed us to do it. He could, he could take it over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I'll try to find it somewhere. You, you don't right. have to if you don't want to. You're like... You're saying, oh, I have to do this thing. I don't want I, to, but I'll go I, out I, and I, get it. And we're all telling I you. i got to watch porn again. Come on. Okay. Does that have Miss Marvel uh, in it? <laughs> She's a scroll. Uh, the other one aimed at me, uh, since Brad's seen it by now, to the group. Oh, to the group, sorry. What Avengers would you like see, to see introduced in the sequels to the Avengers, not the porn, Ant-Man, Wasp, Black Panther, Wonder Man, Ms. Marvel? They'll probably want to save Vision for uh, Ultron and Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch belong to the X-Men license. Sebastian Stan, the actor who plays Bucky, is contracted for more films than Chris Evans, so we might get him in Cap 2 in a Black Widow movie and a Winter Soldier spinoff. Good God. Okay, who do we want in the Avengers sequel? Uh, I want Vision. I think Vision's cool. Uh, Bertone, anybody you'd like to see in there? Mm, Silver Sable and Spider-Woman, so maybe they can be on covers now. (laughs) You know, maybe then they'll be good enough for the cover. I mean, you know, have them in the story. Have them participate (laughs) and do their thing. But no, 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 no. We can't scare away the 10-year-old Avengers fans. (laughs) I think Black Panther would be cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. He he does his own movie, dude. He does. Maybe that could set it up. Ooh, that's Uh, a good idea. 
That would be neat. I'd like to see Hank and Jane in there, but I don't think that's going to happen since Hank's going to get his own movie. Uh, JR, anybody you'd like to see? Nah. No? Spider-Man? <laughs> Never happened. Agent, I know. Agent Coulson? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I want Coulson in there. My God. He also has his twin brother. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll be the Vision. I saw that as somebody's theory. Oh, he, he's denied. The oh actor denied God. that. Oh, my God. I think that's just dumb. <laughs> uh, New York City. Brad, nice job with Michael Bailey on Views from the Long Box. Thank you. That was fun to be Those were show. fun episodes. I heard them. Yeah. Uh, out of curiosity, how much would you be willing to pay on the secondary collector's market for a mint in a package, original Secret Wars, Black Suit, Spidey? I agree the prices in toy, toy aisles is obscene, but I wonder if the collector's market plays a part. Uh, I still have my Secret Wars figure from back in the day. So I'm again, if money's no object, I'm getting a commission from Ditko and I'll buy all the Secret Wars figures. You know, I was actually in Books a Million yesterday and I, I thumbed through the Secret Wars trade paperback. I've I got the original one from the the 90s when it came out, so I have really have an, an interest in buying another one, but I noticed one of the special features in the back of the first Secret Wars book. Uh, they have an article about the toys. They do they talk about all the different toys that came out, all the play sets, etc. That actually made me want to buy it again. So, Because, you know, George, as you know, I'm a big Secret Wars fan like you are. Yes. <laughs> uh, Eamon one to George. What, would it shock you to learn that there is a rumor going around that Spidey is looking, that Sony is looking to reboot the Spider-Man film franchise yet again after this movie comes out? And what will it take for Disney just to give Sony a blank check and say, oh, you had your fun, give him us, give him to us now? Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I know Disney would like to get the, the films back. Um, I don't know about the rumor about uh, Spider-Man being rebooted yet again. But you know what? Nothing uh, Aviar says or does shocks me. So, um, Well, what? I would think that if Disney got the rights back, they would reboot it again. Oh, of course like they would. If Disney, oh, yeah, they would. The ultimate, yeah, but exactly. He, that's another secret fear of mine, though. While everything's going so well right now with Iron Man, mm-hmm. with Avengers, with Hulk, um, I don't trust them with Spider-Man because it's, and I'll tell you why. Because the movies have a good track record, though. The movies Marvel. do. The movies do, except that there's a lot of people at Marvel that are involved in the creatives, you know, the creative directions for the films, including Quesada. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sorry, I just I, I don't trust Joe Quesada as a steward of Spider-Man at all. Chief Not Marvel. one effing bit. Do you think after they do a trilogy with Sony, they're go- Disney will get the rights back? Oh God, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how long Sony will drag it on for. Yeah, I know Sony one get point. Now, nah, yeah, I, I know Sony one point said they wanted it to be like a James Bond type franchise. Mm-hmm. Originally, I mean, we're, I mean that's like twenty something movies. So I don't know. I think it may just be gone forever. Um, it, it'd be uh, different if Mar- if Disney could at least get the rights to. Use the character, not just you know like okay fine Sony you keep the solo movies we want to throw him into an Avengers movie, you know mm-hmm. and and they've worked these kind of deals out before so they're not unheard of but I mean Sony right now has that and they're giving Disney the big middle finger. Right, uh, Josh Trebek he calls you. Have you had a chance to pick up that new Spider-Man trivia book? Uh, we touched on that in the introduction of the show. No, um, I'll, I'll I'll flip through it one day. I'm I I don't know is it. I haven't read any reviews. Is it thorough? Does it have like really obscure stuff? Because uh, well, that, that could I, that I could get... be interesting. Like I have that one. Um, uh, what is it? The you know Mar the the one with like the little computer thing in the bottom yeah, corner. Yeah, I've got that too. Yeah, yeah, I've got that one. I know all like the answers to the questions on those ones. Those are those. Well, are here. Those. Um, so if it's like I'm... that, then yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the book online, and uh, there's nine chapters to it. It's called the Web Slinger himself, Chapter Two: The Allies. Three villains, four settings, chapter five, dailies, comics, and books. Six is film and TV, which I would take. Uh, seven, alternate timelines and parallel universes. Eight is the creators, and nine is miscellaneous. So hey, it looks. Those are like half of my categories. I know, and, and here I'll, I'll give you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give, I, give me a sample question. Here, I'll. I'll uh, let's go into the. Does it let you pick categories? I'm trying to see where it. I'm get I'm on Amazon as I said. Uh it lets you preview a f- few um I don't have the answers to these. So hopefully you guys have them. 
Uh, in high school, Peter had a teacher named Professor Warren. In college, Peter had a teacher named Professor Warren. Okay, yeah. For first of all, yeah. Oh, yeah. I already <laughs> caught the mistake right there. It was Mr. Okay. Warren in high school. He was never a professor. There was Mr. Okay. Warren and Professor Warren, two very different. Oh, crap. He was never called. You're calling the yeah. author out. Yeah, but, but before you even finish the question, but keep going. This, 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 is, this is why. What was the relationship between the two teachers? They, they were the brothers, which was revealed in uh, Untold Tales issue uh, 24. I only have. I only have three. Oh, no, I got several of these. In the mainstream comics, what gr- school grade was Peter in when he first met Mary Jane? The Uh-oh. mainstream comics? They, they met in college, didn't they? Right. Well, he, yeah, he, he, w- he would have been a college freshman at that point. So what, I don't know what, what you mean school by school grade. grade. Oh, man, these are bad. Yeah. Uh, what is Peter Parker's middle name? Benjamin. Benjamin. At what point uh, Peter and, and Jess, a chemical of his own creation, it caused four extra arms to sprout? What had... Peter been trying to accomplish with the formula. Oh man, these are easy. I'm, sure, I've, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was trying to get rid of his power. This entire thing is, is like Josh making a challenge accepted voice. How many? Oh wow, I've got like forty. I've got a whole bunch of questions here. Let's see. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm what, willing to go as long as you guys are. Again, I don't have the answers, but I think we can figure them out. Uh, to the podcast Ooh. listeners who are going to leave a bad review because I sound like a smug son of a bitch right now, that's because I'm a smug <laughs> son of a bitch right now. Uh, the first time Peter proposed to Mary Jane, he hid the engagement ring Cracker in Jack's a box, box that Mary Jane was eating. True or false? Yeah, true. Cracker Jack's box. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Spidey uh, love uh, Spidey's love Mary Jane. Oh, that sounds weird. Spidey's love Mary Jane once starred as a love interest in a superhero movie. What fictional hero was the lead character of that? Lobster, Lobster Man. Man. How did this make-believe hero from question 11 gain her, his powers? Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, it was, it, was, it was a lobster god. It was a take-off the JMS thing. Okay. Peter Parker sold his very first photos of Spider-Man to what publication? Now, the Daily Bugle, the Daily Planet, or the Daily News? It, it would have, well, I, it was Now Magazine in issue two, so I guess the answer would be Now, even though it's technically the Daily Bugle. Okay. It's kind of a trick question. Okay, uh, Donovan, what? where do the various Spider-Man cartoons through the decades rank among your top of all time, uh, it's kind of weird because I don't really. I mean, I like a lot of the superhero cartoons, um, like the '90s show, obviously, and Batman animated series. I kind of like separate those from uh, regular cartoons because because they're based off of comics. Kind of look at them differently. Like, but you know, the '90s show and, and Batman animated series probably do would rank them on my top, like Dexter's Lab or definitely The Simpsons or something. So I mean, they're pretty high. Okay, let's see. Jr. just left. But let's see if we can answer this question for him. If your daughter brought home any of the characters from the Silver and Bronze Age that were the same ages as age as Spider-Man, including uh, Peter, who would you like her to bring home? Of course, this would be, if you don't know, for example, Harry was the Goblin. Anybody that you would like to date your kids? <laughs> um, Is John Byrne on this? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I should have done that. <laughs> Um, okay, so a Silver Bronze Age character that's the same age as Peter. Foggy Nelson was nice. He's not the same age. He's like a lawyer in his... Uh, bad, bad. And they tried to kill somebody. Never mind. Uh, yeah. and, Foggy, and Foggy cheats on his will, on his women all the time. That's true. Um, he, can't keep, he can't keep in his pants. <laughs> um, who are the young people? Like, not Johnny Storm. No. You know, like, I know what my daughter would be stuffed in a fridge. <laughs> I can't think of a single character that you want to date your daughter or date your son, besides Peter Parker. Because DC's a lot safer than, like, these roughnecks from Marvel, the Marvel Street. Well, Man. like he says, you wouldn't know, like, their secret identities or something. Dick Grayson. He, he's from Money. Sure. All right, moving on to last K-13 from a web above Atlanta. I have a question for the gang. Well, the new movie and the video game is going to be a more of a scientific, genetic, and biological route. The setting sort of would make a good background for a Clone Saga movie or maybe a more in-depth symbiote story. The symbiote has already been mentioned in the background for the Scorpion in the game. So what would you guys like to see for an adaption of the symbiote Venom story or Clone Saga? I don't know that you could do those for movies. There's way too much setup, and I mean, oh, I, I think Oscorp could do the the symbiote. Yeah. I mean, for a second one, I think that's easy get. 
Yeah, I have no idea. I think that there needs to be a little more background for it to have the same thing, because a lot of what made the Clone Saga so compelling was the episodic nature of it. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and somebody showing up with the symbiote means a lot more after, you know, everything that happened. There's more, it makes it more personal. It's, it can be done, but it wouldn't be the same. I mean, there's other routes that I would go on. Yeah. Clone stories, generally, I'm not a fan of, at, at least in uh, television. I mean, Star Trek Nemesis did it with the clone of Captain Picard. I didn't care for that. It's it's basically the actor doing two roles, and I, I generally don't care for that. It would that. be good for a season of a TV show, like if it, like yeah. a long-running like TV drama or something, if, if they did it that style. Like, uh, but the clone otherwise... of Stabler from SVU. <laughs> <laughs> Greg XB from New York since Brad finally saw it talk about the Avengers movie that's directed to all of you what did you think about it and what are your hopes for the next batch of Marvel movies it was loved really it good <laughs> loved it uh, next batch of Marvel movies uh, I don't think you're gonna it's gonna be very hard to replicate the third biggest movie of all time <laughs> I mean you know um there, there's no, it won't be that hard because you know ticket prices will go up and then and then it'll still break records. Well, there's talk of an Ant-Man movie that's not going to be uh, do as well as the Avengers, um, but Guardians of the Galaxy I think could be a fun thing. But that's a little the Mar- well, I take that back. I was going to say Marvel is more grounded in reality, but the Thor movie is not. Yeah, and what? the Thor movie is very much outer space-ish, sci-fi-ish. So I think, uh, yeah, but I get you. I'll give you that. I'm talking about aliens. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. But the main characters of Guardians of the Galaxy have a big backstory in space. It's very, very much more sci-fi than a guy that can create an iron suit and a guy that turns into a big tree monster. (laughs) A Millie the Model romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Done by by Marvel Studios with every single romantic comedy cliche. And then at the end, Nick Fury shows up for, like, some reason. (laughs) I I think the talk of the Black Panther movie would be very successful. I think you talk about how he's a king and he owns a... a, I just think T'Challa would be great Mm -hmm. on film. I think he'd be awesome. Uh... George is going to hate this, but uh, uh, what's his name from Grey's Anatomy is Doctor Strange. <laughs> you know what, Brad? What? <laughs> Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey, Mr. Loverboy, if you will. Doctor Strange? Are you crazy? Yeah, that's what the talk is, man. The no, it's not what the talk is. It's, the talk is coming from Patrick Dempsey saying he would like to play Doctor Strange. That's the first point. Second point, Doug, just go after yourself. <laughs> There's also talk of Angie Harmon wanting to play the She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. Have you heard this? Yeah, she no, she flat out said she did. But yeah, she know. said it on the view. But I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't. Know. Uh, how many of you tried Shawarma? It's Shawarma. Shawarma. What's Shawarma? It's excellent. Lamb being my favorite. What is a Shawarma? Remember Isn't at, that a vil- that's a Nazi that has bees? No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember at the end of the movie when like Stark's like, "Let's go get some Shawarma. You want some Shawarma?" And then what the hell are you talking about bees? <laughs> And in the second post-credit scene, they're all they're all having shawarma, and there's no dialogue. And I trolled you the last podcast saying, "Oh yeah, pay attention to that scene. It sets up oh, yeah. all the Avengers movies." A lot, a lot of people like that swarm. I was referencing swarm, Don. Oh, okay. Oh, it's, it's a not it's a Nazi with made of bees. It's Kevin's That's favorite. Crazy thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> know, dude, look at swarm. Uh, Abul Aziz from Cajun Land in Westchester. George, what is your favorite episode of Spider Friends, and what do you think of the solo animated? Show released the same year. Um, it wasn't as much as a kid. It wasn't as much fun the one with just him. Right. Um, but I would say that my favorite uh, episode back then was the uh, was the one with the chameleon and he trapped them all on the island. Seven little super. Yes, because he had it was Hans Conried. It was the guy that voiced uh, Captain Hook in the, in the Disney Peter Pan. No, really? Yeah. And that's um, awesome. And it had Doctor Strange in there, and it had some people that didn't even exist, like the Jungle Girl. Well, that was, uh, what's her name? Shanna the She-Devil? No, no, was she? Was she? I thought she had a different name. I don't know. No, it was, was Shanna. Okay. Kazar's wife, yeah. No, I know who Kazar's wife. I thought she had a different name. I thought she was like, you know, Shanna. They had Teresa had or somebody. Shanna. Yeah. Who was in that episode? It was Namor and Cap and Sh- Shanna and... Warma. 
<laughs> shawarma. I remember back in the day, I was just freaking out. It's like, oh my god, it's Doctor Strange. Oh my god, it's Namor. Oh my god, it's Captain America. Me too. I was thought that was the coolest. Yeah, so that was I my like, favorite. I like the Hulk one a lot too, with Mysterio. Uh, um, the Hulk was or the Mysterio. Remember where they went? Yeah, remember they went on a bus to California to Hollywood, and the Hulk landed there, and they were doing a movie where the Spider Friends fought the Hulk. I don't think I remember that. Was the movie Thought... being run by a supervillain? It was the studio was being run by Mysterio. So. Oh God! Oh, they're taking, yeah, a, taking a page out of the uh, Green Goblin's book in the Ditko days. Yeah, it, and, anyway. and Namor's book in the old Fantastic Four story, and every single yeah, other cliche where that's happened. Spider-Man solo series is up on Netflix, so check that out. BD, what is the better Hulk separation story, Burns or the newer one? Did you read the first separation story of 130? I get asked that every month. No, I have not gone back and read issue 130 and 131, but I do remember the Burn one quite well. I liked it better than this new one. Uh, the covers of the recent Incredible Hulk are epic. They're just so beautiful, but then you look inside. Uh, I, I like uh, Steve Dillon, I think is his name. He did a great run on Welcome Back Frank and, and uh, on, on Jason Aaron's Punisher Max book. And I like Jason Aaron in general, but Steve Dillon does not draw a very good Hulk. And I don't really get the separation. The The whole gist of it, I guess, is... Banner has gone nuts. Doctor Doom cut out Banner from Hulk's brain. Banner is dead, but he has to—he's not dead, and Hulk has to stay angry so he doesn't revert back to a crazy Banner. It's—it's—I'm uh, it's, it's, not getting it. But I like Burns' run better. I remember that fight in the in the desert with George. You probably read it, where he's fighting the Avengers like Power Man and. And Burns doing the cover of it, and Doctor Sampson's out there. I just, I just that, that was Hulk uh, three sixteen. Exactly, just awesome stuff. Uh, let's see. Let's. Chris and Jr. aren't there. Hey, Brad. For Tony, yes, sir. Go ahead and duck out. You want me to get you your last question? Let me see if I got any yeah, more aimed at you. All right, let's see. There are no more George questions. Oh, there's a page two. Wait a minute. Let me see if there's any George questions on page two. And there's no George questions on page two. <laughs> Congratulations. You made it under the wire. You made it under the wire. you got to go to a wedding. Uh, yeah, pistol. i, I got to go to a wedding. I, I can't stand weddings. Did you, you, did you get, get, bring in that variant cover? <laughs> I'm going to bring in some variant scotch. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, have good, have fun at the wedding, sir. Thank you. Bye, George. Right, talk to you later. Bye, everybody. Bye, All right. All right, fellas, let's finish up this last one. Let's see, where was I? With the uh, Abdul Aziz. Abu, Abul Aziz. Tony, watch the 90s cartoon again. Since both of us joined Semper's group, I ask you this question. What is Semper's group? On Facebook. He has like... a group on Facebook. Oh, he does? Okay. What do you think of Spider-Man turning pansy when guest stars are around? He keeps receiving all these hits and barely hitting back, and how when someone squeezes him, he always needs to be saved. He even needed to be saved by Jonah by being squished by the scorpion, needing rescue by being squeezed. <laughs> he can't punch anybody, so he gets squeezed, huh? Yeah. I did not <laughs> notice. Like, like I noticed the repeated animation, because that was impossible not to notice. But when I was a kid watching that show, I never picked up on any of this stuff. I had no clue that, like... That you cannot that you cannot punch someone on the show and like all the restrictions. Now, when I go back and watch it now, it's really apparent and it's hard yeah. to miss. But at the time, as a kid, it's um, I don't know. I guess I was stupid. <laughs> we all were at that time. That's why Spider Friends is so great. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Don, he wants to ask you the same question about Spider Man always pansying out. Well, I, I disagree that like Spider Man was a pansy when guest stars were around. I mean. I remember one that X Men two part ended with him like you know him in the fight with Wolverine in the alley that was that was awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, there were times where like I think Daredevil got the chip on chip on him, but I don't think it was a running gag that when the guest stars were there, he would turn into a what's. I mean, the show kind of still is fresh in my memory because I finished it last year. I don't, I don't. I mean, obviously he couldn't punch anybody, but I don't remember him like not giving as much as he got. So I disagree. Yeah. Wombat909 from Winterfell. Ah, Game of Thrones reference. To everyone, when you think of your favorite Spider-Man artist, what is the first image of Spider-Man that comes to mind? Mark Bagley from the 90s. Hmm. Mine's, mine's uh, Romita 
Uh, I had a big white poster of uh, Spider-Man just hanging on a wall drawn by Romita that I had in my room for years, and I always think of Romita's Spidey. How about you, Bertone? Yeah, probably Romita having him swinging, because even though he wasn't the first one, he, I'd say... It, it, it's it's hard to say this, because it almost sounds sacrilegious, but the iconic image is not a Dicko image. The iconic image would be something Romita. Yeah, nowadays, like, like well, when I think of Spider-Man, I tend to... I, there's, there's so much, you know, like like uh, uh, merchandise and paraphernalia out there that, like, yeah. I tend to think of a combination between, like, the Ultimate version and, like, the movie version. But still, there's still a germ of, like, when I was a kid and I thought of Spider-Man, it would be, like, an image from, like, you know, him just swinging, like, like, like Mark Bagley style. That's kind of what I still go to. Here's something odd. The first image that many people think of is Jack Kirby's Amazing Fantasy 15. You know, that's the image that's been copied so much. And it's kind of a, kind of a pure victory because Jack Kirby went to his grave claiming that he created Spider-Man. So, <laughs> there you go. No, he went to his grave and years later claimed it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to all, anyone playing on picking up the Amazing Spider-Man video game later this month? I do. I do. I think, I think it looks freaking sweet. I do. I, I really do. I, I haven't seen anything me. about it. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm not looking everywhere, I guess. Oh, look at the front page. I put oh, at least a video game thing every day. I'll, I'll check it out. I mean, yeah. maybe at one point. I don't know. Maybe I'll rent it. I've, I've got several gift cards and coupons to Best Buy, so I, I don't think I'd pay the 60 bucks for it in full. That's why I'm buying it right away since I've got some discounts. Um, I, I met, I'm, I'm looking forward to the open world, aren't you guys? Yeah, that's, that's all I want to do is just web swing. If there's, exactly. if there's a skateboarding level, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> or bowling level. Yeah. Uh, to Brad and Chris, Chris isn't here, so I'll take it. Are there any particular scenes from the Walking Dead comic that you want to see on the TV show? Also, have you seen the onset photos of David Morrissey as the governor, and what do you think of them, seeing how his look differs drastically from the comic book counterpart? Now, Don, I know you hate Walking Dead. Bertoni, have you read it? Yeah, I just don't agree. No. No, okay. Um, it, you're eating tainted meat. They killed the character that said that, so I don't think we'll see it. Um, I don't. I know nothing about David Morrissey. However, the governor is a very, very interesting, sadistic character. That I'm wondering how much they can bring to that to television and still uh, have it to a mass audience because he rapes people. I mean, he's just he's just a disgusting character. David Morrissey was like he, he was uh, the possible eleventh uh, Doctor in the, in the Doctor Who special, the next Doctor, which means nothing to no one besides me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Anyway, Governor, looking forward to it. I'm, I'm looking forward to the prison. Uh, that's where I'd hang out if I, the zombies attacked. You know, you got four walls. You know, four walls. Relaxing prison. No doubt. Chilling in cell box C. Uh, Mercury 83 from Belfast, North to Ireland. Uh, hello, everybody. If you could get a signature on any of your comics, what issue would you use and whose signature? I'm not a big autograph guy. Are you? I mean, Actually, are you guys? Uh, I, I got Bruce Timm's autograph in SDCC. Could um, it be anyone alive or dead? Sure. You can okay. get him out there. If it's anyone, like, if I could get a dead person, I would have Jesus Christ himself <laughs> sign Action <laughs> Comics issue one. God. And then... <laughs> oh, no. And then I will, I will fly away in my helicopter to my giant mansion in the island after I put that thing up on eBay. <laughs> Um, so, Action Comics won by Jesus is Josh's answer. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, honestly, why not? <laughs> okay. Go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. I was go down because um, I didn't go to Comic Con last year. I actually was going to plan on that that issue, that trippy dream issue where um, where Spider-Man was oh. freaking out about the dead people. I really liked yeah. that issue, and I would have liked to have him sign that. Um, but he didn't show up at Comic Con, so alas. Tell him you're from yeah. the crawl space as he's signing it. It'll be Dan Slot FU, is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, also, if you get a sketch of anything by any artist, what would you choose? We kind of hit that one. Yeah, what would yeah, you do? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, Fantasy Freak from a, he's hanging out in the Avengers 1959 uh, Heisenberg. Two question to the gang: In the light of Marvel recently revealing their novelization Civil War, is there any good novel prominently featuring Spider-Man you would recommend? Jerry's read some of those. Um, I've read. Pretty much all of them, with the exception of the last few that they put out. The Time Arrow trilogy is really good, where Spidey teams up with the um, X-Men. That's really good. Also, the the three novels, the first one is really, really hard to find. It goes for big bucks on Amazon. It's written by Adam Troy Castro, and 
just outstanding. Love all those, all three of those books. And uh, it reveals Spider-Man may have a sister. <gasps> you know, I kind of remember hearing about that before. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really good I book. I read some of the like novels when I was younger, but a, a few problems that I had was, A, like, it felt like, you know, these things are never going to be referenced or whatever. Like, they're like subcontinuity, so like, who cares? And then the other thing was... Um, he didn't really translate well, at least for me, to a prose form. Oh, he did for me. I liked I liked uh, Dwayne. Uh, what was her name? Diane Dwayne, I think, is her name. She did the Venom Factor. That's the one I was that I was trying to remember. I read that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, what's another one? Oh, oh, oh! oh. Uh, R. A. Keith D. Candido did a great book called Venom's Wrath, I think, is what... I haven't read his second one, but that first one was really good, and I remember, like, in 1998 or 1999, when it came out, and I, I wrote a review on it on the Crawl Space, which was really early in the site's history. He came on the site and posted a comment and said, thanks for the nice review, and it was the very first interaction I had with, like, a celebrity or a famous writer or whatever, and I'll never forget that to this day, so... Uh, anyone exci- and, and by far the best novel of all of them is What Savage Beast, written by Peter David, and it's a Hulk novel, mm-hmm. and that is just an awesome, awesome book. Uh, that was my favorite of all of them. And, and I remember I went to a Chicago convention where Peter David was pitching this when I was back in high school or early college, and one of the, a little kid stood up at the convention and said, why don't you write it, a She-Hulk book and call it What Savage Breast? <laughs> I thought, oh, I will never, oh, my God. I will never forget, and, and Peter David just cracked up, and so the, the crowd. I'll never forget that That kid line. grew up to write for Family Guy. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> uh, Fantasy Freaks, other question. Anyone excited for Spider-Men? Or any other special comic related to Spidey's 50th anniversary. What You know what we didn't hit on in the news, guys, is they're bringing back Webb and Sensational. And Wait, what? Back... Really? Yes. Did you not read the previews? They're, doing a, the, they're taking the last issue of that numbering and doing a point one and point two. Oh, for, for the 50th. <laughs> did you not hear I this? I did not know about that. You know, yeah, I, I, I heard something about that, but like... I, I I hate point ones because it's like those aren't real numbers, you know. But. The only way you can make it even more appealing is to have a hashtag on it. The one I I noticed that they didn't bring back, which is the most popular, which was Spectacular Spider-Man. They did a thousand issue of that. So are these yeah. like taking place? That was like, good. like are they bringing back old creative teams, or, or are they taking place like when the other books ended, or because that would be I interesting, think... like an untold tale. No, I don't think they're continuing where the numbering left off, which would make sense. Then then there's no point. Otherwise, these would just be, well, like, issues of amazing. Here, let me let me pull it up for you guys. Um, uh, they've got some good names on the books. They've got Roger Stern coming back. They've got Tom DeFalco. And here, there's the link in the chat. Crap and more crap. No, I'm playing. <laughs> let me read them off. There's uh, – um, Peter Parker, Spider-Man 156.1, Sensational Spider-Man 33.1, 33.2, Web of Spider-Man 129.1, and 129.2. Stuart Moore, oh no, he's the guy that did the Civil War novelization. <laughs> he's writing the web issues. Tom DeFalco is doing the two issues of Sensational, and Roger Stern is doing the Peter Parker Spider-Man issue. And it says, uh, celebrating 50 years of great responsibility of his great powers, the Spider-Man 50th <laughs> anniversary series collects the Web Wonder's greatest heretofore secret history spanning from the... Secret history. Days, let's see. Is it a collection of Marvel... Okay, so there'll be period pieces. Or, yeah, exactly. Or so, so, so that might that, that could mm-hmm. be interesting. I, I could get behind that. Yeah. And um, the pencil... Is there anybody famous penciling it because there's a Jesus Christ no no no. John Romita Jr. is doing the cover and Mike McCone on web no there's nobody famous doing it why does it sound so familiar (laughs) I miss him doing (laughs) Spider-Man let's see where were we we were is anyone excited NJR's back maybe Dark Card King uh, last, no idea. To the group, knowing what you know now from DC's attempt to reboot their continuity, do you feel that it was a success or failure? 
Um, that, we'll go this, six, this is another one of our, like, Don and I, like, you know, slashing each other's throats over the phone. <laughs> um, it's a success for me. I'm, I'm in the DCU now. Right. That's the thing. It's, um, it really depends on how you define success. And, like, you know, did it make a profit? Yes, it made a profit. Did sales improve in the first month? Yes, they did. So I guess that would be enough to call it a success. It just depends on success by standards. Um, yeah. I I think that – I don't think that it met the expectations that they wanted, but does that mean that it wasn't a success? No. So I don't know. I think it was a failure because it did do very well. When at the very start, when you know, when when people were all so hyped about it, it's been almost a year since, and I think that like this really should. Have, I I kind of came into it with the expectation maybe this was unfair of me, but like this was supposed to change comics. They were really supposed to kind of really really do comics over again, and it was basically just a continuity reboot, which was half-hearted in the first place. And I think that the majority of DC sales are down lower than fifty. Uh, uh, you know, top, you know, 50,000. And, you know, you can't deny that some books are good and some books are selling very well. But, like, almost a year later, it's it's like back to basics. And that kind of, like, is not what they advertised or what they were trying to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. TV commercials and movie theater ads, and, you're, and you still pretty much, like, only have, you know, a small increase in your audience. Like, like you're still, like, barely breaking 100,000. After doing TV ads and movie theater, you know, like, th- th- there was big promotional pushes, and I don't think that it gave them as many new readers as they were hoping, but it's, uh, I don't know, I, it's it's hard for me to say that it's not, that, it, that it's not a success, because different people categorize successes differently, and people have argued with this on me before, like, so. Yeah. Let's see... Next one is, do you think Marvel would try something like this? Do you think Marvel needs to add some fresh blood to their bullpen? Their bullpen? Little-known writers and the like, mainly because of the whole bad habit of slot speak and the like. If they ever, yeah, I think Marvel would do that, and I think if they did, they would. One way that they would actually do it right is to get new blood. I mean, Gail Simone on Batgirl is a logical idea, but to really restart the universe, get somebody who's never written Batgirl before, no matter who it is, on a cowl, mm-hmm. get, get new blood out there give a new perspective, a new fresh take. Don't rely on big names to sell a book because new readers aren't going to be familiar with big names. Yeah. Did the Batgirl book get any better? I dropped it after three. Hell no. Oh, wow. Uh, And they they still don't know, like, they still don't know the rules of their new universe yet. I interviewed Gail Simone for Free Comic Book Day, and a lot of the answers to questions were, I don't know, DC hasn't told me. Like, so was she ever Oracle? Um, I don't know. I'm not allowed to answer that. Uh, I don't think she was, maybe. Have there been other people who have worn her, her like, have that mantle before? Um, I don't know. Wow. You, it's, yeah, it's, they, we're almost ex- a year later now. Have they explained why she was crippled? Back acidly, yeah. It's like, it's like uh, she went to South Africa and got surgery. Oh, I mean, why she was uh, able to walk again. So not the, the a miracle Joker. cure is all we know. I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be more details because I really hope that that's not the explanation because that's like I, – I, I read the issue where that was revealed, and it was very anticlimactic. Uh, this one's aimed at Chris, but we, we can tackle it. If you had an option of bringing one person from Spider-Man's rogues gallery and bring him over to the Venom book, who would it be? Hmm. Carnage. <laughs> um, Carnage? I'm trying to think of someone who has a connection with Flash, so I, I probably should have thought about this. Oh, oh, I think Sister Son. Hobgoblin, remember back in the Ooh, 80s? Yeah, Brother Power and Sister Son, yeah. Um, if you could somehow bring Ned Leeds back as a villain, that would be interesting. You would hate but, that, though. I know you would. Yeah, I, 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 I probably would. I'm, I, I'm thinking of people like associated, because there are some villains that have personal what connections about, with What them. about the, the Phil Yurk Hobgoblin? What about the we have, we he, 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 he was in there. He was in the Venom book. And actually, I made a comment that, like, after all of Flash's personal history with the Hobgoblins, like, there was no mention of the fact that, oh, yeah, I was in jail for, like, wearing his costume. And the other person that wore his costume was a guy that, you know, was the dead husband of my girlfriend. And um, and then the and then the third person that wore that costume put me in the hospital with broken ribs. He had, like, uh, maybe... I mean, maybe uh, Harry as a villain because they used to be roommates. That could be interesting. Um, 
Felicia not as a villain, but because they they were almost married in the nineties. That would be I, I've been I've been wanting something to happen with that. It's like not romantically, but just like for her her to show up now that he's a superhero. Yeah. Just to see what would happen for a while. Dave Lar for uh aiming a question JR and me, so I'll answer it for JR too. And then anyone else cares to answer which eighties amazing run it did more for the development of Spider-Man. Was it Roger Stearns or Tom DeFalco? My answer, I was, I've been thinking about this. I think Tom DeFalco's run. Mainly because in his run, we had an origin of Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. We also had the black suit. And those are two big aspects of Spider-Man that we still to this day talk about. Now, with Roger Stearns' run, we had the, the classic story of... Um, Hobgoblin. The, the Hobgoblin and also the Juggernaut fight, which people still talk about. But I think Mary Jane and and uh, the Black Suit are just bigger stories. What do you guys think? Having Mary Jane say that she knew uh, changed the direction of the book in a big way. And if you remove that yeah. thread from history, I think that the next couple of decades would have gotten a much different – it changed her character. Like, it yeah. really did. I think it changed her character more than the death of Gwen did, to be quite honest. Oh, absolutely, no question. So, I mean, and again, change any it, it set the tone for what eventually, you know, made them like get, marriage. get married. And, yeah. and like you said, the black suit, I mean, you don't have the 90s without that. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you can take the juggernaut and the uh, the hobgoblin out, I guess, um, He in the 90s. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff that, I mean, happened. The juggernaut was only like a two-part story. I don't think that was, that was fun, but that was, I don't think that was very important. That's often cited as one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time. It didn't though. change the books, like, forever, though. It, it was true. a really good story, but it didn't have, like, you know, a status quo change that these that these other stories had. Um Roger Stern, though, did, you know, he was the guy that had Jonah retire. Oh, yeah, except every writer after that ignored it, <laughs> which pissed me off. Yeah. Uh, Lady Spider from Earth 2 to the group. What are your, speaking of Jonah, what are your favorite J. Jonah Jameson moments? J. Jonah Jamerson, as is how it's spelled. <laughs> Jamerson, yeah. Um, there was one, there was one tale I, uh, from the Ditko era. I think it's the Scorpion issue, where Spider-Man and Scorpion are, are Beating the hell out of each other in, in Jonah's room, in the office, and then Jonah's like, "This is such a mess." Wait, I got an idea. And then you smash cut to the next panel where like he has cameras and people taking photos. Like, look at this, the destroyed battle. Me standing with a horror pose, armed at the ready, and then like he, he's being very, very, very like like, like crazy. And uh, Dicko draws his face really funny. One of my favorites was the Peter David Friendly Neighborhood issue where he f- finds out that Peter is the voice. Or not the voice. The That's voice. Josh Keaton. The, not <laughs> he finds out it isn't. The best line you f in Spider Man was epic. And thank you, Zach, for asking Peter David on the show. I still think that's one of Jonah's best. I like the the. I think it's Amazing One Sixty Nine where he comes to Peter's apartment, and he's got pictures of Spider Man ho- over the clone. Oh yeah, that's a good. I like that one. I thought that was cool. Yeah. They were also handcuffed in like Amazing Fifty, which was kind of cool. I like oh, the moment yeah. from the '90s the show super. where um, uh, Peter and Mary Jane get married, and I, as a present to one up Wilson Fisk, he gives Peter a, a Daily Bugle van with Spider-Man on the top. I thought it was pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> For Tony, you got one? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking. I like the um at the very end of uh, the Spencer Spice uh, die story 192. When Jonah mm-hmm. just has like an emotional breakdown because he thinks he's gonna die, and it's it was very revealing into the insight of Jonah. And as Spider-Man, like Jonah goes on for like pages and pages, and his mood uh, his mood changes throughout it because he goes from like angry to and he gets more revealing as time goes on to the point where when Spidey swings away, it's uh, it reiterates the real reason why he hates him from those early issues um, from yeah. the Dicko run and. Maybe I'm getting it confused. Were they handcuffed in 190-ish too? Weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've been handcuffed. They, they were handcuffed to a bomb there. Okay, what was what was the 50th? I remember them in a chair they, tied together. Yeah, yeah that, that also okay, happened. They, they were put okay. in like a room to be drowned instead of shot for some reason. Who says Marvel's not out of ideas? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bertoni, what's your problem with Joy, Joy Mercado? You got uh, a beef with her? I don't think I have an actual problem with her. pronounces it like, Betty Brandt. Yeah, yeah, right. Refresh the viewers, including myself. Joey Mercado, a reporter for the Bugle, right? 
Yeah, a blonde reporter for right? the new, and um, the, the, I guess like what, what he might be getting from that is I, I've made jokes about Nora Winters before that she's really just Joy Mercado, you know, like with uh, updated. But um, they're similar characters. I guess what kind of gets to me about that is when Nora Winters was first created, people were like, "Oh wow, we love this new original character," blah blah blah. And there's characters that have been similar to other characters before, but like. A blonde reporter for the Bugle who has a flirtation with Peter, you know, and is a you know a little spunky or whatever. You're you're talking about both characters. If there was a new book, and in that book there was an old lady, you know, that was living with Peter and Mary Jane, and she was always doting on Peter and you know worried about him, and Peter was always worried about if she would have a heart attack. If people started talking about, oh wow, what an original character. We've never seen something like this in the books before. That would annoy you because that you know that that's Aunt May. So I, I, I don't have a big problem with Nora Winters, but, like, my thing is, like, you know, don't pretend that she's some, like, revolutionary character that hasn't been seen before. Um, there are some differences between her and Joy Mercado, but, you know, eventually after, you know, about six or seven years, Joy Mercado disappeared. Let's see if Nora Winters has that same lifespan. <laughs> and then they'll re- introduce another blonde, spunky reporter that flirts with Peter, and then they'll say, wow, this is an original character. What was Joy's last appearance? Where where did she go? Um, she might have been fired off off panel during the Clone Saga during the because that because that was when they got rid of Kate Cushing. But I remember st- she she was still being seen in like the Web of Spider Man run. There's that issue where um the whole supporting cast goes to a costume party for the Daily Bugle and uh, uh or no they're they're not all in costumes but like the. There's like an earthquake or something. It's like the Messiah adventure. Like half of the supporting cast is on one floor and the other half is on another floor. <laughs> Flash, is dr- right. Flash is dressed as Stiltman and uh, um, Felicia. I remember Joy Mercado was in that because she was still appearing. Because after after Peter and Mary Jane got married, there wasn't as much for Joy Mercado to do because she was kind of like in web, the person that would flirt with Peter and go on assignments with him. And they had a relationship kind of like Indiana Jones and that girl from the second movie where they would like argue, uh, you know, uh, there was an attraction. No time for love, Dr. Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. I love short round. Uh, Javier Trujillo from Austin, Texas Brad, will you be giving the new Batman theme Mountain Dew a shot when it comes out this summer? There's a Batman Mountain Dew. Why don't I know about this? <laughs> you do know. I do now. Do you know what I do now? Get it? Okay. But I'm fish. Um, you know the the Mountain Dew flavor that I like. That's a variation of the um, mainstream. Mainstream is the the Whiteout. It's really good. It's like if Sprite and Mountain Dew had a kid. I remember. Um uh, like back in 2008, I was really into like the Blue Mountain Dew. I'd always like come home like from yep. work from Kroger and like and I just guzzle that stuff. Another good Mountain Dew is only available at Taco Bell, and it's the uh, Baja Mountain Dew. Baja Blast Mountain Dew, which is really good. Is that the blue one you're talking about? Um, I, I no, I, I, I think that one was like Surge or whatever. But like uh, the Baja Mountain Dew, I know it's Strong Mountain. Yeah, from Taco Bell. It's Mount. good. No, I'll have to try because I like to try all the different Mountain Dews when they come out. Uh, and also, how many different versions of the 60s Spider-Man theme do you have now that we're closing in on 200 podcasts? I, I Evidently, I've only repeated myself once, but uh, yeah, there's almost 200 original versions. Not all the songs are the theme to the 60s show. I try to work in the word Spider or Mary Jane, or I remember we had a clone saga one where it was Weird Al singing about clones. Uh, so I try to do something Spider-Man related, if at all possible. But yeah, there's like 200 different opening songs. And I actually was suggested one the other day that I'm going to use for the very first one of this month. It's kind of a cool one. Uh, to everyone, have you any of you changed your opinions on the animated Ultimate Spider-Man for the better or worse now that even more episodes are out? I changed my opinion for the worse. <laughs> Mine's for the worst also. The the highlight, at least for me, was the Hulk one where it was the camera that Mary Jane was shooting with and the, all the different scenes. I could see that they were getting creative with that one, and, and the Amazing Friends were not in that one either. At least I remember. But no, I, I, we're too old for it. Mm-hmm. Show is still evolving. Um, a lot of shows yeah. in their first like season are very different, like, animals than what... Like, if you watch the first season of The Office or something, it's a much different or, show, like, a, a year or two later than now. Or Star so. like The Next Generation is horrible. Yeah, I, I, I don't think enough time <laughs> has passed to um, 
to yeah. to to change to change judgment just yet. It it needs to grow. So we'll see what happens with the second season. Uh still a nerd. Washington State. Uh June fifth marked Spider Man's official fiftieth birthday. In honor of that uh, occasion, here's a hypothetical for all of you. Uh, assuming you were actually one of Peter Parker's friends and you didn't know he was really Spider-Man, what would you give him for his birthday and why? What would you give a 50-year-old man? <laughs> I would give him a refrigerator because the one that he has right now is filled with all his dead girlfriends. Oh, He needs, he needs a new one. Oh. That's awful. What do you give Peter Parker? I would give him – I would take him out and give him, uh, buy him some ice cream because even though he's not – I don't know he's Spider-Man. He's clearly a stressed out guy with with a lot of personal problems. I'd give him a watch because he's always late to stuff. <laughs> he's probably if we're friends with him, he he probably has stood us up to hang out and stuff like that. How about a nightclub? Would you buy him a nightclub like Mary Jane? <laughs> no, I'd flip not, that shit. I told you. You'd flip that shit. <laughs> exactly. All right, that is a wrap, gang. Any other final thoughts, Don? Final thoughts on the June show. Uh, happy 50th birthday, Spider-Man, and, um, yes, I forgot sir. my recommendations, I, I bought Web of Spider-Man Essential Volume 1, and, um, it's a little bit iffy, but, oh, like, the, the good issues are really good. Oh, yeah, the first three are awesome. The, the, I, like, I like that two-parter with, like, uh, Michelini and Peter David, where, like, Peter's getting bullied by, like, just, like, these neighborhood bullies, and he can't go out from his Spider-Man, and so, and, like, he, at one point, fights him in the laundry room, and people think Peter's, like, a, a local hero, and they harass him, and, like, that was a really fun and interesting story, and I thought it was awesome. Did you read... Issue seven, where he's with Nightmare. That was messed up. <laughs> I love that issue with the Hulk. That was crazy, I, dude. I don't think it, it's. I think it loses something with it being in, in in black and white. But I just love how he kept switching suits, red and black, and red and yeah, black. Yeah, I know. I and I, I like that. And like even in real life, like the part one of the story I was talking about, he's in the red and blue. And then in the next issue, part two, he's in the black. And it's like, I mean, yeah, yeah. His, his apartment got blow, blown up. But like, I like the idea that Spider-Man can change costumes, only two costumes for no reason. I thought it was fun. Yeah, that's Web has its hot. Is is the issue Jr. reviewed a few months ago in there with the the alien? Isn't that twenty five? If Web it might be, that I'm, not, I'm not read that yet. But I'm like, I'm only just starting the essential. Okay, cool. All right, uh, Don of, of Don. Just we just heard from Don. Josh, final thoughts before we wrap it up. Put a bow on it. Put it online. Um, I hope that I can make it into the album art for this podcast, but because I wasn't in a Josh Whedon movie, I probably won't be able to. Uh, don't dub over my lines. Um, remember, if your country is in trouble, sell overpriced <laughs> towels to children that don't have money. And uh, if you see a tiger, hold her close a little too. And what about what about? I thought you were gonna make a Walmart Spider-Man joke. Oh too. my god! <laughs> it ain't a joking matter yet. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. All right, gang. Peace out. And that's a wrap on the shows we recorded in June. As I edit this, we just recorded the July episodes, and we have about four hours of content there, so I'll start editing on that and release them ASAP. And we have we had a call-in show in July, and we had more than a dozen people call in, so I thank everybody for taking time to do that. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for helping us pay the bills here. An example of their great prices is on Venom number 25. Cullen Bunn takes over the reins as the writer, and evidently in the story, Flash goes up against the monsters of evil for the fate of his soul. Well, the cover price is $2.99. Mail Order has it for just a buck eighty-five. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com.